Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Today, we have a special guest with us. Her name is Dr. Rosemary Downer. She is a dedicated follower of Christ who aspires to having the closest relationship with Christ possible. Her service in the body of Christ primarily involves teaching and preaching. She also spent well over 30 years serving in youth ministries. She is the founder and former president of Blizzard's Building Relationship Youth Delivering Learning Enrichment Services, over which she functioned as the president for 15 years, from 2001 to 2016. Thank you, Rosemary, for joining us. Amen. Amen. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. In addition to what you read, um, I worked for the federal government for 20 years as a social science researcher and served as a, a professor, adjunct professor at a local university here in Maryland, uh, Bowie State University for 24 years. Um, taught child psychology. My background is psychology. I taught psychology, research, test and measurements, a number of courses, both at the undergrad and the graduate level which I thoroughly enjoyed. So I've been writing most of my career, but a different style of writing. At this time, I'm thoroughly enjoying writing nonfiction Christian books, which is my focus. I believe that um, this will allow me to put in permanent record what the Lord is saying to me, that I want the body of Christ to hear. Right. And how did you get started with writing? What, what made you start writing these books that you are writing now? Yes. So as I mentioned, I... I've been writing throughout my studies and throughout my career as a, as, a, as a researcher, although it was different style of writing. So I do love writing. I love writing. Um, I wrote my first book in 2009, which is a self-scarred church. And what made me write that um, book was I was doing ministry work under bridges that you mentioned. And I ran into a lot of challenges and barriers which I thought shouldn't be there in working with churches to launch and sustain and to grow this ministry. So um, as a result, I I learned about some inbuilt, self-inflicted impediments and wounds and injury, hindrances in the church. And that, that book titled Self-Scar Church highlight those um, limitations that we that I experienced in the church. And loving writing, I started writing, and then came the book. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, that book? And we'll talk about another book in a minute. But tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about that book and what what you had to deal with in the in the search with with regard to that book. All right. So um, I start with putting things in perspective so that the readers will understand that we all have needs. We have needs that need to be met. I'm not sure how many of us are familiar with the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And it starts from the base needs, which are physical needs, food, water, shelter, oxygen, sex, 
things like that. The second layer need uh, would be security. Third layer need would be belongingness. Fourth level need would be esteem. Fifth level need is self-actualization. All of those are needs that we all have, but we have to tend to the basic needs before we get to the higher order needs. When we come to Christ, those things aren't taken away. They're not addressed. If we have deficiencies, if we have emotional disorders, they're not taken away. We have to work through those things. Our sins are forgiven, but we're not made whole immediately. And if you bring brokenness, if you bring neglect that you experience as a child to the body of Christ, and you become a leader or even a, 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 have a role in ministry, and those needs are not met in a healthy way, it's going to play out in ministry. So that's why we see the abuse of authority. That's why we see control. That's why we see jealousy and competition in the church. That's why we see the crab syndrome. So I talked about crab syndrome. I talked about survival mentality. Some pastors are just about growing their church. They don't partner. They have the what's in it for me attitude. You see lack of vision and going to those kind of wounds. And that's just a snippet of what's in that book. It's an excellent book for leaders, aspiring leaders in ministry. It's an excellent book for anyone working in ministry in the body of Christ. Yes. And you also wrote another book about forgiveness. That's correct. Tell us about that book and why you wrote a book about forgiveness. Okay. Um, that's my latest release. The title is The High Call of Forgiveness. I wrote that book. Um, that book was birthed out of a personal experience that I had with the church. Um, David had experience with his brother in Christ as well. And um, he said, if it was an enemy, I could have borne it. But it was one that I worshipped with. And we know that offense takes place in the body of Christ. And we have to learn to handle that in a Christ-like manner. So um, when I went through the situation with my church, I started writing a month later. And the Lord stopped me from writing that book because I literally was writing from a place of pain and hurt, which doesn't work. It doesn't work to hurt people can't heal people. And the Holy Spirit stopped me. I, this was uh, 2000, no, way, way back in 1995, I started writing it. And I did not pick that book back up to write it until 2015. Not that it took me that long to get whole, but that's when I resumed writing the book. And I had to do away with everything that I wrote because it was from the wrong perspective and wrote it from a healing perspective. This is one of my passions because unforgiveness is so broad and pervasive across the body of Christ. It goes from the pulpit to the back door. And wanting the body of Christ to understand that forgiveness is a mandate from God our Father. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for debate. And if he mandates it, it, he gives us the grace to do it, no matter how difficult it seems to do, no matter how hard it seems for us to do, we can forgive and we must forgive or there's a consequence. This book goes into why we hurt each other, why we hurt so deeply and find it so hard to forgive, the consequences of unforgiveness, the blessings that come with forgiveness what forgiveness looks like, God's way, and what we can do to come to a place of wholeness and true forgiveness, God's way. I also talk about a step beyond forgiveness, which is reconciliation. And I talk about a step beyond unforgiveness, which is bitterness. Um, so the book walks us through a whole process of 
why these things happen is a strategy of the enemy. And we are all flawed. None of us is perfect. So we offend others just like others offend us. A lot of times when we talk about unforgiveness, we always talk about what happened to us, but not what we do to others. Um, Also understanding that forgiveness God's way is a gift of love. Father loves us. That's why he forgives us. Um, It's a gift of love. And that gift of love benefits us first before it benefits the offender. And it goes very deeply into these concepts. Along with the book, I've created a study series of 18 lessons. There's a study, there's a leader guide, and there's a student workbook that can go with the book as well. It's perfect for small groups. It's perfect for Bible studies that go in depth into the concepts that are introduced in the book. Why do you think we don't forgive others so easily, especially other Christians, when mm-hmm. they have hurt us or we have hurt them. Right, right. The the number one reason, I believe, uh, that is so hard for us to forgive is we have the wrong perspective on when things happen to us. And as you said, especially in the body of Christ, we personalize it. We see it as a personal assault. But we've, we've got to remember what Apostle Paul talks about the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians 12. We are members fitly joined together to form one body. So the eye is connected to something else and the arm is connected to something else. Nothing is isolated and disjointed. As members of the body of Christ, when another member of the body of Christ, when it, when it takes place within the body of Christ, we've got to understand that it's the strategy of the enemy. And this is where I started out the book with. We must know our enemy. It's a strategy of the enemy against the body of Christ. It's not against you per se. It seems that way. It feels that way. But we've got to take the focus off of ourselves and off the off of the individual and understand that there's a there's a spirit behind that person that's making the offense occur. So one of the main reasons why unfor- why forgiveness is so difficult for believers is we are still we are still self-centered. Self is not dead yet. Self is not, self is still alive. We're still self-centered. Um, and we cannot see the fact that it's bigger than just us. Also, Psalm 66 verse 18, if iniquity abides in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. So we hear the word, but we don't know the word. We don't <laughs> know the essence and the meaning of the word because we're blinded by S-E-L-F. We're blinded by self. That's the big reason. Yeah, in my opinion, absolutely. Who do you think can best, you know, get something out of this book? Is it just for Christians, or can anybody, you know, who reads this book, you know, understand what you're saying and understand, mm-hmm. you know, the concept and understand? Mm-hmm. Hey, I need to go and forgive mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. person, regardless of mm-hmm. faith. Yeah, I truly believe I walk the readers through the process, showing them what it looks like, what to do, what scripture says. The book, honestly, was written with the body of Christ in mind, but anybody can read this book. As a matter of fact, it's an excellent tool for therapists and counselors, be it Christian counselors or not, particularly Christian counselors because they're so heavily Bible based. But the book will benefit anyone that is teaching on helping others with 
or going through the issue of unforgiveness or just want to edify themselves so they can edify someone else. Um, the mother who lost her son to gun violence, the mother who lost her husband to drunk driving, the, the, the parishioner who was offended by the pastor, the person who invested their money and lost it because the person was a scam. I mean, it goes on any range of issue in church or outside of church can benefit from this book. Yeah. What are some of the stories that, uh, or even Bible verses that you use mm-hmm. in this book? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just quoted one, Psalm 66, verse 18. If iniquity abide in our heart, the Lord will not, he- will not hear us. There's another one, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. We should not be ignorant of the devil's devices, lest he have an, va- an, have an advantage over us. I spend a lot of time talking about that verse because we get so fooled by what the devil does. That's why we get so angry. That's why we get so twisted about what another person does to us because we don't realize that this is a device of the enemy. So the person we should be attacking is the enemy, not our brother or our sister. Not the next person. Your husband is not your enemy. Your pastor is not your enemy. Your boss is not your enemy. Your neighbor is not your enemy. The adversary, the devil, is the enemy. We must know his devices. Another scripture which is pivotal is Matthew 5, 44. We must pray for our enemy. We must love those that, that harm us and do, don't do good to us. The scripture is an, that scripture is an antidote to unforgiveness. Because when we pray for our enemies and those who despitefully use us, he replaces that pain with love. If I should leave a scripture with the hearers above all the other scriptures that quote is Matthew 5, 44. When we can bring our play, ourselves to the place where we can passionately, genuinely, deeply pray for those who hurt us, we are well on our way to healing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that a lot of people forget that when it comes to, you know, unforgiveness or to forgiving others that, you know, we, we're not supposed to be fighting you know, each other. We're supposed to be fighting the enemy. Amen. And Amen. that's how he comes in mm-hmm. and divides us and, you know, right. separates us is with unforgiveness and with, you know, attacking mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. And Jesus modeled that for us. When he was on the cross, what did he do? He prayed for his enemies. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was, he modeled it for us. So he's not asking us to do anything that he did not do himself. Right. Absolutely. Tell us about the study series that you developed for this book. Right. So the study series um, has 18 sessions, so it can be completed in 18 sittings, or if a session go over more than one sitting, then it'll be longer than 18 weeks. And what I did uh, for each chapter in the book, the book has 13 chapters and there are 18 sessions. So I have more than one session on a couple of the chapters. And I can tell you now, one of them is the, the blessings of forgiveness because it is bless, forgiveness is a, is a gift from God uh, that you give to your neighbor that has offended you. And it only do us good. Uh, that's, that is something we need to run with. I want the blessings that forgiveness comes with. It comes with healing. It comes with wholeness. It comes with soundness of mind, body, soul, and spirit. So the, the lesson series 
take each chapter in the beginning of the leader guide and the workbook. I have a chart with the chapters in the book and the, 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 the study series. So you can see what chapter each study session is coming out of. And what I do is I go deeper in the concepts that are introduced in the book in the study series. I present scenarios and, and, and vignettes that the folks can discuss together, scriptures that they can look at more deeply, like Matthew 18, John 17. I go further, deeper in those scriptures, making it practical and applicable. It is excellent for small groups, women's group, Bible studies, um, individual studies. The leader guide has the answers in it, and the student workbook has blanks that the, the participants can write into. Yeah, I'm really excited about the study series. Yeah, that's awesome. Have anybody contacted you about that, possibly doing it like for a small group? I have um, a couple churches that are looking at it right now. Um, as you may know or may not know, I'm not sure. Writing a book is the easy part. Marketing it is the giant. Um, and I'm still learning to navigate it. I honestly, I'm still learning to navigate. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed, but I'm not going to give up because this book has a message. So as of now, I have a couple churches that I am associated with that are looking at it. One in North Carolina, one in Philadelphia, and a couple of them in D one in DC and at least one in Maryland. I know I'm trying to get a one in Florida has given me promises as well. So I'm trying to massage the relationships and trying to get them to at least start it in the new year. And oh yes, I do have one in uh, Toronto. Yes. Okay. Awesome. About five or six churches are looking at it. And if other churches wanted to, you know, maybe pastors that are listening to this or small group leaders that are listening to this, how would they get in touch with you to get those book, get the book or get the study guide? Absolutely. So all three books are on Amazon. They can get the book on Amazon. They can get the leader guide on Amazon, as well as the student workbook. If they want to get it directly from me, they can find the order process on my website, which is www.booksbyrosemarie.com. If they want to contact me by email and we figure out how to do it, I can be reached at info at booksbyrosemarie.com. That is M-A-R-I-E, not M-A-R-Y. That's a common way to spend it, spell it. Um, I'm also on Facebook, booksbyrosemarie.com. Pretty much Books by Rosemary almost everywhere. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. What is it that as the writer that you want the readers to get out of this book. Oh boy. What a study series. Yeah. I, I, I love my readers. I don't know them individually, but I write from my heart. I write as the Lord downloads in me. And this book was not written from internet research. This is not a product of research. This book is a product of personal experience with the Lord. And my passion and my desire is that this book will change lives, that this book will heal brokenness, that this book will free some people that are in the prison of unforgiveness, because unforgiveness is a prison that we build, the offended, build with our own hands, with our own minds, with our own thoughts. This book will shed light into dark places and people who are hurt and offended and broken and have shut down 
that it will set you free and bring you to illumination and a new experience of the love of Jesus Christ. I want people healed. I want people hold and delivered. I'm thinking of that broken woman that have lost self-esteem. I'm thinking of that boy that tried to feed, please his father all his life and he's angry at his father and can't find the, the, the will to forgive. I'm thinking of the, the relationships in church that have fallen apart, broken. Church is split because of offense and hurt that this book will bring reconciliation to those situations. That's my prayer for the readers. Amen. As I sit here, you know, I keep thinking, going back to the Bible, thinking about, you know, the prodigal son mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. you know, the prodigal son left and, mm-hmm. you know, he you know, the, he wants to go home, and, but he doesn't know what the father's going to say. The father embraces him, but yet the, the brother who's out in the field mm-hmm. He's that, angry with the yep. son and with the father because yeah. they're having a party. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Okay. And and where was the father all this time? He was looking out for his son because he saw his son afar off. He had already forgiven his son for squandering his, his you know his, his inheritance. He did not hold it against his son. So this is what father does for us. This, this is what our heavenly father does for us. And listen to this. Scripture says, forgive me as I forgive my debtors. So that tells me that if I don't forgive, I'm not going to be forgiven. That's a huge risk to take. And that's the message I want us to walk away with. I can't afford not to forgive because I'm going to want forgiveness from my Lord Jesus Christ. So I must forgive. Hear me, audience, that we've got to do this thing, and there is enough grace to do it. His grace is enough. Amen. Yes. And it's not only from other people, it's from the Father as well. You know, Amen. Some Amen. people may you know, listen to this later on and say, well, you know, I may be able to forgive other people, but I've done so many bad things in my life. God's not going to be able to forgive you, forgive me, right. but he will. He, he will. You, he will. You That's right. That forgiveness. That's right. He he does. He's full of love. He's nothing but love. So he's going to forgive. Amen. What is it that's up for you next? Where do you go from here? More books. More books. <laughs> More books. I want to do two per year. So I got uh, the High Call of Forgiveness out in 2021. And I have one right now. I just got it from the editor today. That's going to be going up on Amazon this week. Um, So that's my my quota for 2021. And then 2022, I'll start again, um, get another two books out. So yes, I do want to continue to write. And I do have a a list of books that's in my belly (laughs) that I need to get out. Yes, yes. We'll we'll be looking forward to those books that are coming out. Amen. Amen. And then I have to learn better how to market my books. I, that's a learning curve. I got to learn better how to, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up because I know the Lord has given me a message. This, this second book that's coming out, I saw the design of the book in a vision. So getting something like that from the Lord, I know his hand is in it. And if his hand in, is in it, it's going to prosper. That's Amen. my belief. Yeah. Well, also myself, I can, I concur with you that the promotion and the marketing is not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. So you, so you totally understand where I am. Yes. I am. I do. Well, Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us on the on the show today. We 
greatly appreciate you and absolutely. appreciate this message. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was a pleasure and a delight. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Guys, thank you again, and girls, thank you again for joining us on the episode of the Dorsey Ross Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and please check out, you know, Rosemary's books, and check out, you know, her, her books and her Facebook page, and, you know, anywhere else she can be found, and hopefully, you know, please share this episode, and, you know, promote this episode as best as you can and until next time have a great day god bless bye-bye thank you again for joining dorsey ross on this episode of the dorsey ross show please like share and tell others about the show also please check out the other podcast episodes and if you would like donate to this podcast and buy dorsey a coffee thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode